Cuchlin, the Hound of Ulster by Eleanor Hull. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Chad Horner from Ballyclare in County Antrim, Northern Ireland, situated in the northeast of the island of Ireland. Cuchlin, the Hound of Ulster by Eleanor Hull. Chapter 1 How Connor Became King of Ulster. There was a great war between Connacht and Ulster, that is, between Connor king of ulster and meave the proud and mighty queen of connacht this was the cause of the war between them when connor was but a lad his mother was a widow and there was no thought that connor would be king for the king of ulster at that time was fergus MacRoy, a powerful and noble king whom his people loved and though connor was of high rank and dignity he stood not near the throne but his mother ness was ambitious for him and she used all her arts to bring it about that he should be called to the throne of Ulster. Ness was a handsome woman, and a woman of spirit, and in her youth she had been a warrior, and Fergus admired her, and she wrought upon him so that in the end he asked her to be his wife. She made it a condition that for one year Fergus would leave the sovereignty, and that Connor should take his place. For, said she, I should like to have it said that my son had been a king, and that his children should be called the descendants of a king. Fergus and the people of Ulster liked not her request, but she was firm, and Fergus all the more desired to marry her, because he found it not easy to get her. So, at the last, he gave way to her, and he resigned the kingdom for one year into the hands of Connor. But as soon as Connor was king, Ness set about to win away the hearts of the people of Ulster from Fergus, and to transfer them in their allegiance to Connor. She supplied her son with wealth, which he distributed secretly among the people, buying them over to his side, and she taught him how to act, so that he won over the nobles and the great men of the province. And when, the year being out, Fergus demanded back the sovereignty, he found that the league formed against him was so strong that he could do nothing. The chief said that they liked Connor well, and that he was their friend, and they were not disposed to part with him. They said, too, that Fergus, having abandoned the kingdom for a year, only to gain a wife, cared little for it, and had in fact resigned it, and they agreed that Fergus should keep his wife if he wished, but that the kingdom should pass to Connor. And Fergus was so wrath at this that he forsook his wife and went with a great host of his own followers into Connacht to take refuge with Queen Meave and with Alil, her spouse. But he swore to be revenged upon Connor, and he waited only an opportunity to incite Meave to gather her army together that he might try to win back the sovereignty or at least to revenge the insult put upon him by Connor and by Ness. Now Fergus MacRoy was of great stature, a mighty man, and a famous warrior, and his strength was that of a hundred heroes. And all men spoke of the sword of Fergus, which was so great and long that men said that it stretched like a rainbow or like a weaver's beam, and that the head of his hosts was Cormac, the champion of the white carn of watching, a son of Connor, who liked not the deed of his father, for he was young, and he had been one of the bodyguard of Fergus, and went with Fergus into exile to Connacht, and that was called the Black Exile of Fergus MacRoy. End of chapter 1 How Connor Became King of Ulster by Eleanor Hull